Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 63rd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we're going to be going through a hand from a tournament that I recently played in Europe. But first, I want to talk to you about one of my new projects that came out recently. It is called Jonathan Little on Live No Limit Cash Games. For those who have already read my book, Secrets of Professional Tournament Poker Volume 3, where I essentially go through... 150 tournament hands in a quiz format for you to study. This book is very similar, except for it is for cash games. And in this book, I do go through 105 high stakes cash game hands that I played at Commerce Casino. So the action was definitely furious for those who know anything about the LA cash games. And if you are thinking about playing live poker cash games, I strongly suggest you check it out. The action was fairly wild, as it always is in commerce, and it provided for a ton of great content. So check it out. You can get details of that up for that at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash cash, then the number two. So jonathanlittlepoker.com slash C-A-S-H-2. So check that out. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it, especially if you've made it to the 63rd episode of this podcast where we go through poker hands. That is probably one of the books you will enjoy the most. So in this hand, we are playing 250-500, and I'm in the big blind with the glorious king two offsuit, king of clubs, two of hearts. Uh, I have 44,000 chips, which is fairly deep, but everyone else has that many chips. A guy under the gun raises to 1,000, and then a loose aggressive European kid calls on the button. There are antis in play. So I have to call 500 more to try to win just a little bit, and... Whenever that's the case, I'm okay seeing a flop with king two offsuit. For those watching the video at jonathanlillipoker.com or YouTube, um, looks like I typed in the pot incorrectly pre-flop, so please ignore that. I put 500 for the antis instead of 50 for the antis because I am not the most proficient at the share my pair replayer. I'm pretty good at it, but sometimes I do make an error. So anyway, king two offsuit, I will go ahead and call this. We have to put in 500 to win roughly... 2200 give or take and as long as you play really well after the flop and know what you expect your opponents to do i think you can profitably call this but folding is also fine and if you thought the initial razor would be very loose i think three betting this actually becomes a pretty good play so flop comes ace king six i have middle pair two spades on the flop ace and king of spades i'm definitely going to check this i would probably check fold versus an under the gun better but he checks and then the button, who I have tagged as a loose, aggressive European kid, which says quite a bit, um, that's 16.25. So again, the, the pot size listed on the video is incorrect. Pot is probably 3,700 or so. So he's betting roughly a little bit less than half pot. And I think I could go either way between calling or folding. If I thought my opponent was betting 100% of his range then I think I should definitely call. And also my opponent may not even bet a hand like king-jack or king-queen or maybe even something like ace-two because he may think that he's not going to get a ton of action unless he's in reasonably bad shape. So those are reasonable hands to pot control with. And it's not necessarily that you're pot controlling. It's more so that you don't think you can go for three streets of value. So I like to call this with a king-two, middle pair, no kicker. And I think this is an okay play. The initial... Uh, player under the gun is going to fold a ton of the time, which he does do. So it turns a four of hearts, king, ace, king, six, four, two spades, two hearts. I have no flush draw. 
I'm, of course, going to check to my opponent, the elusive aggressive guy, and he fires out again. This time again, roughly half pot, 3,350. Slightly less than half pot. At this point, I don't think I can ever justify folding. Given there are numerous draws my opponent could have, notice he could have any spade draw. He could have any now turned straight draw or flush draw, given he may bet the flop with something like 8-7 offsuit and then continue betting. And you may ask, would he call a preflop raise with 8-7 offsuit? Eh, maybe. These kids do crazy stuff. He could certainly have hands like 8-7 suited and take a stab at the flop. I beat all of the bluffs. That's what this amounts to right now. And given that I have a read that this guy is a loose, aggressive kid, I think I probably need to call. And I'm looking to call down on most rivers, which may seem a little bit optimistic. But you have to ask yourself, if my opponent had a flush draw, would he go... Well, let's assume the opponent has ace-jack, ace right? And we get a river that completes a flush. Would he ever go bet, bet, bet with that? And the answer to that is no. So when he bets, that really polarizes him to a good made hand or nothing, most likely. Of course, some of the good loose aggressive kids recognize they can value bet a hand like ace-jack. And then my call with middle pair becomes significantly more speculative. Um, if the river is a spade completing the obvious draw, then my opponent is going to view that as a scary card and likely can continue bluffing with all of his air. So any way you look at it, my opponent should have a lot of bluffs in his range if he bets the river. If it goes check-check, I actually expect to lose a decent amount of the time. But if I check and my opponent bets, I am probably looking to call, given I have this read on him that he actually is a loose, aggressive kid. So the river is a two of spades. So that gives me two pair, but the obvious spade draw comes in. And like I said, before this river came, I'm really not trying to fold to very many river bets. Perhaps the only rivers I would conceivably fold would be a queen, jack, or ten of spades. Those rivers complete the gut shots, which I do think my opponent could have. And they also give him some showdown value with a hand like jack ten. He may decide to check behind those, which may maybe is a little bit of an optimistic thought on my part, but... A lot of people will river a middle pair and decide, well, I guess I can check this. So I'm definitely checking the two of spades. I'm, I want to give my opponent every opportunity to bluff. You definitely don't want to lead in this spot because your opponent's going to play well, even if he is crazy. So I check, and he bet 8,400, which, again, is roughly half pot. I actually like the sizing for my opponent. It may look like he's trying to price me in, but in reality, it looks a lot like he's value betting. And... That's that's really what it amounts to. Is it looks a lot like he is value betting, and if he's value betting, obviously my two pair is no good. But uh, like I said, I, I give my opponent enough credit to be capable of betting the size with more than only the nuts or only a value hand. So I think I have to look him up, and that is what I do. So I do call, and he shows jack of spades, nine of diamonds. So on the flop, he had a backdoor flush draw and backdoor straight draw so not very much and i really don't hate his play i think once he bets the flop he's not necessarily priced into betting the turn but he probably should and then when the river significantly changes the board and my hand looks a lot like a bluff catcher he should probably continue bluffing so pretty unfortunate spot for my opponent given that he bet the flop i think he should definitely fold jack nine offsuit from the button facing an under the gun raise but you do see a lot of plays like this from 
loose aggressive guys. They see flops and try to outplay people. That is what they do. So thank you very much for watching this week. Be sure to check out Jonathan Little on live No Limit Cash Games, The Practice, Volume 2. You can get information for that at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash cash2. If you enjoy this podcast, I guarantee you will enjoy this book. So check it out and please let me know what you think. If you have any suggestions or comments, please let me know. I am more than happy to do anything I can to make this podcast the best it can be. Thank you very much for watching or listening, and I'll be back next week.